The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Smith Micro Software, makers of Stuff It Deluxe, designed to move files simply and securely wherever customers want them to go, for Mac and PC, online at stuffit.com. And Ask Metafilter, thousands of life's little questions answered, online at ask.metafilter.com. Hi, I'm Chris from Indianapolis. I'm Jeff from Oakland. I'm Maggie from Los Angeles. The Sound of Young America is produced independently. And supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org. Slash donate. You'll be glad you did. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest on the program is a certified television legend. Uh, Henry Winkler is, of course, best known as Arthur Fonzarelli on the iconic sitcom Happy Days. Um, He's worked as an actor and producer and director in Hollywood for more than 30 years doing some math in my head. Among his other credits, he, he's been featured on Arrested Development. He was a producer on MacGyver, and um, he's, he's produced game shows. It's an epic list of credits for Henry Winkler. His most recent credit is as Dr. Cy Middleman on one of our favorite shows, Children's Hospital on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. Um, Before we get into uh, my interview with Henry Winkler, why don't we take a listen to a clip from that most legendary of television programs, Happy Days. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 the airline lady. Hey. Oh, yeah, he's a little crazy, but you take that as your cancellation. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, don't go away so fast. (laughs) Yeah, now let's talk about something important like you. Nice lady like you doing in a place like that, huh? Yeah, dull, humdrum life. Why don't you throw down your pencil and hustle over to my place and be cool for the first time in your life? What? Now, what'd you say? What makes me think I'm so cool? Henry Winkler, welcome to The Sound of Young America. I thank you. uh, Listening to your introduction, I think that I'm going to do the interview uh, trying to imitate uh, some of those characters. (laughs) Excellent. That's what we always do on the program. We always have people do all their their interviews in character. All right. So the first one up is I'll play the Fonz for you. Um, Henry, you, you were born, uh, you were born in 1945 and your parents left Germany in, I think, 1939. Yes, they did. You know, I, I have, I have friends who, who had family who were Holocaust survivors and it is, um, it's something that, uh, it's something that, you know, any kind of refugee, it, it, it leaves a huge mark on, on your life. You know, it really changes. Yeah. On the refugee's life. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I wonder how I I wonder how uh how that affected your parents and and how that in turn affected you. Well, I think that uh honestly my mother uh had a really hard time overcoming the fact that she was never going to go home. 
They came here for six weeks on a work visa. My father kept asking my mother to, I think it was in the spring, and, you know, he kept asking her to pack for the winter. And she had no idea why, because he knew they were not going back. Uh, So she had a really hard time. You know, they lost all of their family uh, in the camps. What did your folks do for a living? My father bought and sold wood. Uh, He brought a business over here from uh, Germany that imported and exported lumber. How do you think it affected your parents' relationship with you that they had you know that they had lost all their all their family and that they you know that that you that you were their family well they were um you know uh, they were unbelievably strict number 1 uh number 2 um they did not they didn't have the ability to know oh a child is not exactly an extension of who we are. They are separate human beings in the world. So I wanted to be an actor since I was seven, and they wanted me to sell and buy wood. Uh, so that that was, you know, and, and uh, uh, sometimes I speak publicly, and I one of the, the jokes that I make it, my father uh, asked me, why do you think I bought the business over here? I said, besides being chased by the Nazis, Dad, was there like a bigger <laughs> reason than that? Uh, so we never really saw eye to eye until uh, Happy Days came out and the show was a hit. And then all of a sudden my parents were the co-producers of Henley Winkler. I want to ask you about your um, your struggles with learning disabilities. Um you went to college at Emerson. You ended up getting an MFA at Yale School of Drama. Yes. Um, was college was college college always going to be uh, always going to be your destination, or did you have doubt about whether you were going to make it there? Well, uh, you know, you apply usually to three schools. You apply to your strong school, your 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 second choice, and your safety. I applied to 28 colleges. Uh, You know, I'm not kidding. I wrote so many essays, I didn't even know who I was anymore. And I got into two. Uh, One was in um, Missouri. I never actually met anybody who's gone to that particular school, ever. And the other one was Emerson College, this small, wonderful school in Boston. Nearly flunked out my first year. Um, Stuck to it. And uh, then I don't know where I got the nerve. I applied to the Yale School of Drama. What did your parents think about you going to graduate school, but uh, it was in acting? <laughs> oh, I called my parents. They, you know, um, uh, they had an affectionate phrase for me, Dumme Hund. And for the audience that does not speak German, that means dumb dog. Very supportive people. <laughs> and... Um, I called them and I said, hey, Duma Hunt got into Yale. I'm going to the drama school. And my mother said, oh, this is great. Here, tell your father. <laughs> and then, of course, um, you know, as I said before, when I got on television, uh, you know, everything changed. I was invited to the White House. Uh, Jimmy Carter was in the White House at the time uh, with my wife, uh, Stacy. 
And I couldn't go because we were doing the show, you know, and it costs about a million dollars to do every episode. I couldn't just say, excuse me, I have a dinner date. So my father said, you, you, the president is calling you. You, you go, and when you go, you take cake. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a box of cake, Dad. That's a great suggestion. Maybe the president needs some wood. You know, <laughs> I want to tell you. Um, um, when you auditioned for uh, for the Fonz on Happy Days, yes. you, you had mostly been a commercial actor to that point. You were just a couple of years out of school. Right. I did the Lords of Flatbush uh, commercials and uh, plays, yes. And, um, you know... What's amazing what's amazing to me about you getting this part is you're correct me if I'm wrong, I think five six. Yes. Oh, so there you are. You're gonna bring up that I'm really short. You well that's not really short, but oh. it's a little bit short. Let me tell you. It's a I, couple inches shorter than average. Than most people in the universe. Um so but you're like you're a small guy. Yes, you're, thank you. You're Jewish. Yes, I am. You're not like Fabio or something. You're not like a big, no. beautiful Italian man. Well, deep down, I do have, <laughs> I swear to you, I have the same washboard. Way, way, way deep down. Was this, was this one of those auditions that you got where you, where you got there and you saw, like, you saw the character description and said, like, am I really here to audition for the part of a... Uh, of a hunky Italian guy from the 50s? You know, I didn't think about that. All I thought about was that when I walked in, there's a green room, and the green room is a euphemism for the place where all the actors wait to meet the producers. And every one of them was famous. Every one of them was somebody <laughs> I saw on television, except for me. Hi, how are you? I'm Henry. Oh, wow, look at that. You look famous even sitting down. Nice. <laughs> and I went in, and I did not have a lot of self-confidence until about last Tuesday. <laughs> but I, when I came to acting, I was able to just go with my instinct and do what came into my mind without questioning it. And I took the six lines that I had and I made the man who was reading the other lines with me in front of the producers. His name was Pasquale. I made him sit down. I was the only one standing in the room. I took the script. I threw it up in the air. I sauntered out of the room. And I got the part. <laughs> and I had ten fabulous years. Um... You ended up getting the part in, in what was originally intended to be a, a sort of smaller supporting character on the yes. on the show. Again with the small. Grew, grew and grew until uh, the Fonz was eventually almost the center of the show. Yes. Um, I wonder if you were, if you were like prepared to deal with being the being the basically the most recognizable actor on television within, you know, two or three years of, of getting that part. The truth of the matter is, it is not normal. It is a not natural way to live your life. So nobody is prepared. And that's where the gratitude comes in. Because you never forget, you can't be who they think you are. 
you're not more than you are. You didn't become smarter overnight because people like that you go, e. I couldn't do math in my head. I didn't know any more about politics. And so you have got to fight keeping within the bounds of being human. Because, you know, the, the, the success is so gigantic and what comes at you is so enormous. You want to believe that you can walk on water. You want to buy in. Let me tell you, and you've got to fight like a mother in order to keep yourself grounded. Because if you don't, it will slice you and dice you and leave you bleeding on the side of the road. And that is no joke. That is not overblown. Um, That's not hyperbole. It is. If you don't watch yourself, no matter what success you get in your life, from no matter what the road is you take, a doctor, a lawyer, a, a bread maker, if you don't keep it in perspective, uh, you it will bury you. You had a really long and successful run with Happy Days. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, how did you get to knowing what you wanted after, you know, after you stepped off the the Happy Days roller coaster? I went through fear. I went through a lot of fear. I went through frustration. I went through self doubt. I went through a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden, it became clear to me. And then I started to produce with, um, with partners because I, I did not know enough to produce on my own. So then all of a sudden, from thinking I can't produce, I don't know how to, I'm a dummerhund, you know, uh, I, I'm really stupid, but I can't really tell that to anybody. If you put all of the episodes that I produced on television back to back, it turns out that I've produced 19 years of series, which is one of the great shocks of my life. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I mean it. I thought there's no way in hell that I know how to do this. And it's the same thing with the books that I wrote. I thought, hey, I'm stupid. I'm a dummerhund. I can't write a book. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. And boom, one day I said, you know what? Instead of saying no, why don't you just try? I met Lynn Oliver and we wrote 17 novels together. And we've just sold our second series that we're going to write uh, later this fall. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by VG Kids, printers of t-shirts and other merchandise for touring bands, radio stations, websites, festivals, derby girls, record labels, national brands, and all the rabble-rousers, hackers, and entrepreneurs in between. Online at VGKids.com. And Ask Metafilter, thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. Do you live in Denver, Colorado, or environs? Well, I've got good news for you. We're having a Max Fun meetup. Teresa and I are going to be in town for the Public Radio Program Directors Conference. And so we're having a meetup on Thursday, September 23rd from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at Sweet Action Ice Cream. You can meet us and meet other Max Funsters from the Denver area. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a nice time. We'll have some ice cream. From what I understand... 
These people have uh, Sound of Young America and Jordan Jesse Go bumper stickers on their cash register, so they're true blue fans. Again, if you're in Denver, join us at Sweet Action Ice Cream from 5.30 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, September 23rd. Thursday, September 23rd, 5.30 to 7, for the Max Fun Meetup. I hope I'll see you there. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can join me and my friend Merlin Mann for Make Your Thing. Merlin will be introducing my talk, which is about making independent media in the age of the Internet. It includes valuable information like my 12-point system for absolutely 100% guaranteed success. The show is Friday, September 17th at 10 p.m. at the Dark Room Theater on Mission Street. Again, Friday, September 17th at 10 p.m. Tickets are on sale now, and there are very few left. If things sell out, there should be at least a couple of tickets available at the door. You can find more information by going to MaximumFun.org and clicking on Make Your Thing in the right-hand side of the blog under Live Shows. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is one of American television's most iconic actors, Henry Winkler. He played the Fonz on Happy Days, and since then he's done all kinds of stuff. He wrote a series of novels for children. He produced MacGyver. He's been on Arrested Development, and now he's on the very funny Cartoon Network Adult Swim series, Children's Hospital. It must be nice to be able to act in 2010 um, where you have, you know, 20 or 25 years of separation from Happy Days and you don't have to worry that all your work will be received as, you know, the Fonz portraying such and such character. Well, when I go for um, a book signing, let's say, I was just in Danbury, Connecticut, and I had a great time. I used to go to the Danbury Fair, uh, State Fair, uh, when that uh, when they held that. Uh, they now uh, tore the, the fair down. It's a, a mall. But when I was there, a family would come up. The kid would know me from the books. His older brother or sister would know me from the water boy. Uh, the father uh, would know me from Arrested Development. And the grandfather would know me from Happy Days. Let's talk about Arrested Development. You, yeah. You, you were really wonderful on the show. And in fact, let's, let's take a listen to uh, a clip. Uh, Henry Winkler playing the family lawyer on Arrested Development. Michael was already at the theater looking for George Sr. when he ran into Barry doing the same thing. Hey, Barry. Hi, Mikey. So how much do you know? I know that Oscar is in prison and that my father is a blue man and that you are clearly in cahoots with him. Ooh, a lot. Yeah, where is he? I don't know. I was going to meet him here, but he must have seen you and run off. I was going to give him this. $250,000 and a passport. Just a passport. I was up for so long. Barry, you're fired. What? Just like that. No warning. You're my only client. What am I supposed to do now? Turn tricks on the street? How much do you think I can get for that, by the way? This is crazy. i got to let Oscar out of prison. What about making out? $50? Or is that just L.A.? Am I just... This was a show that was uh, produced by your close friend, Ron Howard, um, narrated also by Ron Howard. Yes. Um, it, it, and created by uh, Mitch Hurwitz. The, the brilliant television writer. Um, and uh, 
tonally, it was, I would say, somewhat to very different from Happy Days. Holy mackerel. Except that uh, I, I have the distinction of being the only actor in the world who has jumped the shark twice. <laughs> there was a shark jumping in joke yes, on, a, there was. on an episode of Arrested Development. Yes, there was. Um, jumping the shark being the, the iconic symbol that uh, a television show has gone too far and has gone to seed. Um, that you uh, named after the Fonz uh, jumping a shark in, in his motorcycle on Happy Days. Yeah, the only thing is that we were number one for, like, I think five years after that. (laughs) And later parodied on Arrested Development as you casually jumped over a beach shark, I think, on a pier, was it? That's right, going to get a burger. There's something really nice about the sweetness that you bring to a character in Arrested Development, a show where everyone is acting like a selfish jerk. (laughs) And he doesn't know his sexuality. (laughs) <laughs> I used to wear chiffon underwear uh, when I played that character just so that I could keep him, you know, somewhere in the in the realm. <laughs> you get to play this sort of this sort of sweet disconnection from the world. Yes, right. Um, it, tell me about tell me about acting with. I mean, it's it was such a it, it was such a brilliant cast on Arrested Development. Well, every one of those people was just incredible in their own right. Every one of them was a a home run hitter. You know, Jeff Tambor and Will Arnett, uh, Jason now uh, Jason Bateman is now a movie star. Um, David Cross is one of the brilliant, funny minds of the 21st century. Uh, And then you had Mitch and his band of merry writers. Uh, You've never seen anything like it in your life. There was a problem on the set and Mitch would come down and he would smile and think at the same time. And he would go, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, say this. And it would be the funniest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. And that's just the way it went. You, um, you're on Children's Hospital. Uh, oh my gosh! This year, and and the the season finale is coming up on September 26th. Yeah, um, this is one of my my favorite shows on TV. Created really? By, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, created created by a good friend of the show, Rob Cordry. Yes, I, who is one of the stars of the show. Absolutely. And I e- I emailed Rob to ask him, I said, you know, um, Henry Winkler is coming on. Is there anything that I could ask him about, like any, like, cool insider information you can give me? And he said, oh, Henry, Henry insisted on providing his own wardrobe, and everything that he wore was exactly correct. Well, I, I thought it would just, they, they, you know, they had no money. Uh, they were shooting. So instead of spending money on getting me uh, jackets and ties and shirts, I just, um, you know, I just wore my own clothes. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm glad he felt that way. Let's hear a scene from your character, Dr. Cy Middleman. This is, uh, this is Dr. Middleman, who is a... Um, who is uh, who has been appointed by the insurance company to whip this hospital into shape? And, and the entire show is a is a very very crazy loose tonal parody of uh, sort of ER and Grey's Anatomy and other hospital shows. So this is Cy Middleman uh, in his first meeting with the staff of the hospital. Oh. 
Alrighty, let's begin at the beginning. Hi, you must be Kat. I'm so happy you could join us. Sorry I'm late. God, sarcastic much? I wasn't being sarcastic. I'm thrilled that you're here. Wow, there was traffic. I had my period. I totally understand. If you've got pain, take the day off. Oh my God, are you done, Don Rickles? What's the deal with this guy? <sighs> Meet the new Fuhrer, Cy Middleman. He runs the insurance company that owns the hospital now. Total suit. What does the chief think about this? Oh, she doesn't care. She's totally in love with him, but pretending to hate him so that we think she's cool. Go back to your corporate penthouse cubicle, Don Rickshaws. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to find new ways to raise revenue for this hospital. I'm so sorry. Some of my butterflies got out of my collection this morning. He collects butterflies? Typical suit. You know what? Why don't we just get out there and save some lives? Wow. Again, it, it seems like a, a, a key part of this character is, is that contrast between your sort of inherent sweetness and just various horrible people doing horrible things. Oh, I'm telling you, it was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. And again, all of these people, Rob and uh, John Stern and uh, David Wayne, put together this group of people, um, Malin Ackerman, uh, Lake Bell, uh, Ken Marino, um, uh, Rob uh, Luddle. Uh, the list goes on and on and on, and they're the funniest, the funniest group. And then, of course, it is led. The cast is led um, uh, by uh, Rob Cordry, and I'm forbidden from saying the word wacky. <laughs> but I would just like to say to you, I'm supposed to say meta or deconstructionist comedy. It's the wackiest thing I have ever done in my life. It really couldn't be sillier, this show. As a matter of fact, I think uh, I have a, a, a pet butterfly and a butterfly collection. And someone comes up with the idea that if you... Um, sexually relieve a butterfly, you can find the cure to cancer. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I volunteer. I'm not sure. You do. In fact, let's, let's hear that scene from the Oh, show. my goodness. There you are, boo-boo. I cured cancer, you dick. What? I seed the big C, you F and D. Glenn? I know that you know that cancer is an amalgam of, of complicated, unique conditions. It's almost impossible to find one cure. Oh, yeah? Check it out, honky. Boom! <laughs> Dick. How? Butterfly goop. Okay, so let's start killing some butterflies. No, no, no. I would gladly sacrifice all my beautiful friends if it cured one case of cancer. But don't you think we should run tests first? Yeah, you might be right. Is it the bile? Is it the blood, the mucus, the semen? But who are we going to get to jack off all these butterflies? I would do that. Well, I, I, if, if no one else was available, I would gladly volunteer. I would, I would. Why don't we just run some tests? So how did you end up taking this gig? Well, you know what? Uh, first of all, let me just say, I am grateful that I was smart enough just to say yes. And then uh, after a while, I realized that in the middle of a scene, 
one of the producers, John Stern, literally has three or four chickens uh, <laughs> in his house, you know, outside and in the backyard. They were walking down the hallway in the hospital. <laughs> I literally learned to just say, tell me what to do. I will do it. I will ask no questions. It seems like one of those parts where what's what's really important is just your is your investment in the reality of this absolutely insanely ridiculous situation. Yes. And you know, I'll tell you something, you watch all these people working, they're very thoughtful about their comedy. Isn't that the expression that dying is hard, comedy is harder? And watching these men and women um, trying to be the funniest, the 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 um, most creative they can be in the craziest world. Remember, Children's Hospital is located in Brazil, and no one speaks Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> well, Henry, I sure appreciate you taking all this time to be on the Sound of Young America. It's it's very nice of you to be on the show. I, you know what? I had a great conversation, and I thank you. Henry Winkler is, of course, a television icon whose horse-eyed motorcycle jacket resides in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. Um, you can catch him on the season finale of Children's Hospital on September 26th on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim or online at adultswim.com uh, and on uh, the USA series Royal Pains. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. The show is edited by Nick White, our associate producer, Julia Smith, our intern, Christian Natividad. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org, and you can always email me at jesse at MaximumFun.org. On our website, you'll find not only the free podcast of this program, but our other shows, like our sister comedy programs, Jordan, Jesse, Go and Stop Podcasting Yourself, and the Casper Hauser Comedy Podcast, and the Coil and Sharp Podcast, for that matter. We've got all kinds of great stuff, absolutely for free, downloadable, and streamable at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time, right here on The Sound of Young America. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. The Sound of Young America is looking for a fall intern. You have to be in the Los Angeles area and be willing to commit to 15 to 20 hours a week here at the Max Fun office. You'll learn all kinds of cool stuff. You can find more information, including information about how to apply, at MaximumFun.org slash internships. MaximumFun.org slash internships. Apply as soon as possible.